You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Like we always do about this time. I was gonna rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, what is up? What is up? What is up? Welcome to another edition of the Hawks Beat Podcast. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are back for episode two of volume six or season six, however you want to call it. Um, However you want to call it, man, we are back. Uh, Excited to be podcasting. Excited that the season is among us. And uh, this is like Christmas to me, man. Like Christmas is like... The NBA season is here, man, and I feel like a kid in the candy store, man. But uh, we have a lot to get to this, well, tonight, and um, I want to go over some things. But first of all, before we get into it, uh, just a little housekeeping. Um, A lot of the things that we do is on our social media platform, so we would love for you to connect with us via social media. Uh, So if you're on Twitter or Instagram, follow us at Hawksbeat. If you're on Facebook, search Hawksbeat. Uh, we're also on YouTube. Click on subscribe to our Hawksbeat um, page and you'll be subscribed to whenever we drop videos or post game stuff or anything that we do on that platform. So connect, 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 connect with us uh, on our social media platforms. That is a big part of what we do. Um, everything can be found at our website, thehawksbeat.com. Now, in the past, it used to be just regular hawksbeat.com, but we added the to it because we change some things around, move some things around, and we are thehawksbeat.com. So make sure you go by there, check out everything that we post. So we post community stuff. We have some partners that we're going to be, um, some partners that we're going to be um, profiling this year, and uh, some small businesses. And we want you guys to take a look at some of those small businesses, man. 
I'm, I'm doing something a little bit different this year. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, we really want you to take a look at some of the businesses that we're going to be working with. So uh, make sure, again, that you are connecting with us on our social media platforms and visiting thehawksbeat.com. Visit now, visit frequently. And uh, let's go ahead and get into this first segment. Okay, guys, first things first, I wanted this episode to be a kind of like a previews and predictions um, episode, but tonight the Hawks uh, played their first game of the season, and I just want to spend a little bit of time and kind of uh, recap of the game that uh, they had tonight. Uh, they took care of the Pistons 117-100, to a fabulous game, a fabulous game by Trey Young, man, really went off, 38 points, 9 assists. Um, just played a great game tonight, man. And it was a good team win. Um, I'm not going to be the podcast that comes on after every game and give you my commentary after every game. However, because they played tonight, I did want to come in and talk about what I saw tonight and kind of preview what we have going on in their home opener on Saturday night. So tonight was a 17 point victory against the Detroit Pistons. Uh, just some things that I noticed uh, before the game. I said that the Hawks are going to have to uh, limit the turnovers, keep Andre Drummond at bay, and really play with a pace uh, that Lloyd Pierce wants them to play with. And I thought they did exactly that. I thought they excelled in all three of those levels. Only 13 turnovers as a team, and that's where you want to be, man. Uh, Detroit only had 13 turnovers, but this is even more so big for the Hawks because last year they led the league in turnovers. Like, they led the league in turnovers. <laughs> so, um, to have a game where you only have 13 turnovers is big. Uh, the way Trey Young went off tonight, 38. Of course, he's not going to give you 38 points every night. But it was nice to see that. Jabari Parker giving you 18 off the bench. I don't think he's going to be 18 points off the bench every night. But it was nice. Uh, John Collins close to... Uh, what I think that he should be. John Collins was 18 and 10 tonight, 18 points, 10 rebounds. And I don't think that he had his best game. And that is very, um, that's something to, that's kind of like a positive note. I mean, he had 18 and 10, and it wasn't his best night. So a uh, good team victory for the Detroit, I mean, for the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, kind of got the Pistons on a back-to-back and without Blake Griffin. But you don't apologize for wins. You do not apologize for wins in the NBA because they are very tough to come by. So next up for the Hawks is the Orlando Magic on their home opener on Saturday night. We will be there. And um, what do you need to know about the Magic? The Magic are one of those teams that uh, made the playoffs last year as a seven seed. And that's the team that the Hawks are chasing. Uh, the Magic, for some reason, the Hawks just don't match up good against them, man. Fournier usually goes off. I mean, it's just... The Magic play the Hawks tough, so expect uh, a very tough game Saturday night uh, down at Phillips Arena, but it should be fun. But again, um, Hawks get the victory 117-100 to over the Detroit Pistons. I thought that the rookies, um, I thought that uh, Cam Reddish didn't have his best game. He was 0-4-6 from the field, missed five threes. Had just one point seven rebounds. Didn't have his best game. Kind of looked kind of like uh, a rookie. 
And that's not a knock on Cam. I mean, this is your first NBA game, a game he started, and I think the moment may have been a little bit too big for him, but that's not a knock on him. Uh, 21 minutes, uh, he's still working his way back from an injury, but I thought the other two rookies played exceptionally well. DeAndre Hunter, Coach Pierce, said after the game that this guy is not a rookie. And if you go back and listen to the podcast, I told you guys, I was like, this is the guy they need to have because he's maturity, uh, because of the defense that he brings to the table. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, 14 points, two rebounds, played a great game, only two turnovers. Uh, Again, terrific defender. And Bruno Fernando, 14 minutes, gave you seven points. He was a plus seven, hit a three. Um, I just love Bruno's energy tonight. So, out of the rookies, I really like what I three. I really like what I see from the big three. But um, of course, it was good to see Kevin Herter back. Uh, of course, he's gonna. He was on a minutes restriction. He can only play fifteen minutes a game, and uh, it was just good to see him out there stroking the ball again, shooting the ball. Obviously, he's a little rusty from taking that time off, but it's gonna be good working him back into the lineup 117 to 100 talks come out on top over the pistons and um i think we'll do another segment where we have the predictions and stuff uh, a little later on in the podcast but sunday i mean sunday not sunday saturday they take on the orlando magic if you're in the city make sure you grab your tickets and come by should be fun All right, so you are back at the Hawks Beat Podcast, episode number two of season six. I want to go over a few predictions and previews. So here's the thing. Um, I said over the summer that I don't believe this team is a playoff team as of yet, and I am sticking to that assessment. I I just don't believe it at the current time as currently constructed that this is a playoff team. I could be wrong. I hope that I'm wrong. So, here is my thinking. Last year, the Hawks were 29-53, and 53, which put them 12 out of 15 in the East. So, they have to jump four teams if they want to be in the playoffs. And let's just say they're sneaking in at an eighth seed, eighth seed. Uh, you're looking at a 41-41 ball club. Traditionally, over the years, that eighth and 17, eighth and seventh seed is a um, usually about a 500 ball club in the East, 41 and 41 or 40 and 42 and 40, somewhere around that record. So in order for the Hawks to jump up to 40 wins, they would have to have an increase of let's see, 10, 12 games, 12 games. Before the season, I said the Hawks will have an increase of five games. I said they'll win 34 games and lose 48. I said at the ceiling, this team will have an increase of 10 games, which will still only put you at 39 and 43. Now, if the Hawks were 39 or 43 last year, they would have still been on the outside looking in. They would have been right there on the edge, but they still would have been behind the Hornets, still would have been behind the Heat. My thinking is this. Do I think this team will get better and probably win more games? I think so. I don't think it's beyond the realm of, of, of thought with that. I think that they lost an awful lot. Listen, I think they lost an awful lot. I like the young guys. I like the the the, the young um, guys that they have in the 
Hey, there goes the, the dream. Hakeem. Elijah Wan. Shout out to Hakeem. <laughs> Just finished watching the Milwaukee and Houston game. Shout out to Coach Bud getting the first dub on the season. But, uh, yeah, so I think that the Hawks are going to be five games better. I think the ceiling for this team is ten games better, which, again, will put you at 39 or 43, which will put you f- uh, short of the playoffs. So when I come out and I say I don't think the Hawks are going to make the playoffs, this is why I'm saying it. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. However, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. <laughs> no, okay, so here's what I want you to do. If you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and tweet me right now. Go ahead and tweet me. Go ahead and uh, send me a message on Instagram or Facebook, however you're listening to it. Uh, let me know what your predictions for this Hawks team are. I said 34 and 48. Outside looking in, I still think they're on the trajectory of moving forward. So that's what I see as far as the team. As far as the players are concerned, last year, John Collins, and I'll start with him, was a 19-9 and type of guy. He was pretty much a 20-10 and type of guy. Um, I don't remember exactly what his stats were, like, specifically. But for all intents and purposes, he was about, he was about a 20-10 and 10 guy, you know. And I'll, I'll see if I can pull up his stats while I'm, while I'm uh, talking about it. I think this year he's got to be that same guy. Uh, I mentioned that tonight that he had a, a, a 19 and uh, I think he was 19 and 10 tonight and he didn't even have his best game or he was 18 and 10. I think that this this is the year, man, you really have to solidify yourself as a 20 and 10 guy if you're looking to be considered a playoff team. Do I think he can do it? Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that Trey has to make a concerted effort to get him involved, get him engaged uh, he was 18 and 10 tonight. And I think that he has all the ability in the world, man. He's got a nice little elbow jumper. Uh, I like his game. He's a good, positive, uh, positive kid with, with a positive outlook on life. And uh, I'm a fan, man. I, I really like to see him Paul. So last year, John was 19.5 points and 9.8 rebounds. Yeah. So for all intended purposes, he was 20 and 10. This year, he needs to be a 20 and 10 guy. He needs to be a 20 and 10 guy. Uh, that's what I see for him. That's what I think that he can get. And, um, yeah, I think that this is the year he, he's a 20 and 10 guy. As far as Trey Young, a lot of people are talking about Trey Young. What is the next step for him? Last year, Trey got off to a, um, got off to a cold start for the league, you know, um, really came on strong that second half of the season, uh, really pushed Luka Doncic for that rookie of the year. Um, award, but it was just a little bit too little, a little bit too late. Um, there's been a lot of talk about, is Trey going to be an all-star this year? What is the next step in his maturation? You know, how can we look at this from a, a realistic, what is the realistic expectations for Trey Young this year? For me, it's not so much the uh, it's not so much the points and the assists and all that and the long threes and the wazzle-dazzle passes and all that. That's nice. For me, personally, I'm not really concerned with his stats. Well, I am concerned with the stats. But the main one I'm concerned about is his turnovers. Um, I thought last year he um, he had eight assists a game. And eight assists, and you have, you're going to have turnovers. You're going to have turnovers because you're handling the ball. You're doing all of these things. The ball is in your hand the majority of the time. 
Last year, Trey was three turnovers a game, but he was eight assists a game. Like, I'll take that, you know. He was 19 points, eight assists a game. That is very good for a rookie. Like, that is very good for a rookie, y'all. 19 points, eight assists. Uh, this year, where is he going to be? I think he's over 20 points a game this year. I think that that's who he's going to be. I think he increases his points per game. Uh, I would love to see him average double-double. If he's 20 and 10, 20 points, 10 assists, uh, yes, he should be an all-star. Yes, he should be an all-star. However, all-star votes and stuff like that, a lot of times that comes to popularity. Um, does he have the popularity? Does he have the the uh, the backing to make an all-star team? And, and I jotted down some of the point guards. Last year, the East sent five point guards to the uh, all-star game. And I, I'll tell you who those were. Those were uh, Kyrie Irving, Ben Simmons, Kimball Walker, John Wall, D'Angelo Russell. Well, D'Angelo Russell's in the West now. John Wall is nursing a injury. Uh, Irving, Simmons, and Kimba, I think that those those are just guys you can kind of pencil in every year. So Trey's not taking any of those spots. But these next two spots, oh, and Kyle Lowry is up there too. Um, John Wall, D'Angelo Russell, Trey can definitely take one of those spots. So in my opinion, I think that Trey will be an all-star this year. I think he will be a double-double guy, 10, 20 points. And uh, tw- 10 assists, um, that's kind of the expectation that I have set for him. <laughs> Not that my expectation for him really matters in the grand scheme of things. But uh, I think that um, he'll be a 20 and 10 guy. I would like to see him do- be a 20 and 10 guy. I believe that he's that talented and he can do that. Um, from a non-tangible st- standpoint, I would like to see him be a little bit better on the defensive end. And I thought tonight for game one, I thought that he played a really good defensive game. I saw him pick up a charge. I saw him move his feet. I saw them as a team play really good defense tonight, and that was encouraging. You know, it's very encouraging because this team, um, you're going to have pockets where you're so frustrated because this team is just, they don't know how to win yet because they're so young. They're so young. And I always say being ready to win trumps being talented enough to win. And I, 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 I will always stand by that. You know, that the, there's some games they're going to lose because they're just not ready to win. The Milwaukee Bucks beat the Houston Rockets tonight because Milwaukee is a more ready-to-win team right now than the Houston Rockets. On paper, uh, you can probably even argue that Houston has a better team on paper because they have two of the most dynamic players in the league. But Milwaukee is a well-oiled machine that is well-coached, and uh, they got it done tonight, man. So, um, yeah, um, as far as the rookies, as far as the rookies, um, we'll start with Cam Reddish. And, and I was kind of on the fence as far, uh, uh, with Cam as far as drafting Cam and uh, bringing him in. I thought that if he was there at 10, I thought he would have been a great pick. And he was there at 10, and we ended up getting him at 10. Um, I like the, the Cam Reddish pick. I like the kid. However... If there is a guy who is going to have a learning curve, it is going to be one Mr. Cam Reddish. A lot of people in this city love Cam Reddish. And I don't know if it's a Duke thing. I don't know. I'm not even, to be honest, I don't, I don't know where it comes from. And it's not that I don't like Cam, but I don't understand, like, what the fascination or what, like, people are so excited about getting Cam more so than they were the, the opportunity to get Andre, I mean, uh, DeAndre Hunter. And to me, Hunter was the prize in the draft. 
But I think Cam has a tremendous upside. It's going to be up to him how much of that that he actually takes hold of. So I'm a big Cam fan. I, I pull for him. I hope he does well. He's a great kid, very shy, very kind of introverted. But uh, I hope he does well this year. DeAndre Hunter, man, he's already ready. <laughs> he's already ready, man. He's not going to put up flashy numbers. He's not going to be a guy. I don't even think he's going to be a guy who, who finishes top five in rookie of the year voting because he's just that hard. He, he He's that guy that just comes to work and just does his job, you know. 15 points a game, probably great defender, and no flash or razzle-dazz to his game. But he's solid. He, he he plays with such a maturity. And that's what I love about him. And that's I think that's what he brings to the table, man. So he's, he is going to be a – I think he's going to have a great rookie season. And Bruno Fernando, man, I thought Bruno had a very good first game. There's there's a lot of learning curve there. Bruno's still learning the game of basketball. He's still trying to stretch, uh, become a stretch five. He took and knocked down his only three that he took tonight, which is very encouraging. And uh, I, I I like Bruno, man. He comes in with the energy, and always said this: if you don't, if you don't understand the game, and right now he's still learning the game, there is no substitute for hustle. <laughs> There's no substitute for hustle, man. So you go out there and hustle, and um, I think that good things are gonna happen. I think the good things are gonna happen. So I have some things that. Um, I kind of considered the good and the bad going into this year. And we're talking about previews. We're talking about predictions. I, I and we'll start with the good. I give you the glows before I give. I'll, I'll give you the 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 glows before I give you the grows. And for those who don't know what that means, when whenever you're doing a, a professional development, they have this thing called glows and grows. The glows are things that you're doing well. And grows are areas where you can grow in. So the glows for the Hawks, I think they'll be fun to watch. Uh, again, like I, like I mentioned before, I think Trey will be an all-star, if not close to it. I think he's going to have a great season. I'm looking forward to uh, covering him on his first all-star season. <laughs> Put that out there in the, in the universe. And um, I just think that it'll be fun to watch. Um, now, on the other side of the nickel, I think that this team is going to struggle with, number one, closing teams out. Uh, when they have the ability, I think that last year you saw a lot of games where in the third quarter things just fell apart. I think that you'll see a lot of that again this year, if not the third quarter, maybe the fourth quarter. You'll see a lot of fourth quarter leads blown because learning how to finish an NBA game is something that comes with time. And these Hawks team, this Hawks team of young guys, they don't quite understand that yet. John, John and Trey kind of have an understanding of it. Because they, they've kind of been around the block now. So um, you hope that their influence can help this, these guys out as leaders. But, uh, you know, only time to tell. Um, they had an issue last year with turnovers. That is going to be a huge... They had an issue with turnovers in the preseason. So that is going to be a, a huge stat to look at all season long. How do they handle their turnovers? Can they close teams out? What is that third and fourth quarter looking at, looking like? Um, another thing for Lloyd Pierce, what kind of adjustments are going to be made uh, for you when comes, you know, coming out of halftime? You know, what is the next step in his coaching maturation? So um, a lot of things to talk about, a lot of things to really look at coming into the season. 
and I just think it's going to be a great season, man. So, um, I don't know how many games they're going to win, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be fun. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's what, that, those are our thoughts on the previews and the predictions. All right, ladies and gentlemen, this is our final segment. Um, last, every year we do something called, uh, last five and the next five. And then we just look at the last five games and then we look at the next five games and it's a total of 10 games. But since it's the beginning of the season, we're just going to look at the next five games. So of course they got the W tonight in Detroit, the next five games, they have four of them at home. Uh, they have a game against the magic a game against the Sixers. They go on the road to play the heat and then the heat come back to uh state farm arena and then they play the spurs on uh that fifth game so let me pull up the um the schedule and see exactly when uh, all these games are and then we'll just kind of predict them and we'll try to do our best to kind of keep tally on uh on how we're doing during the season i forget what we did last year i think we did pretty decent last year but I'm really going to try uh, to, to do a good job with record-keeping this year. So, um, Saturday and Monday are two home games. So, Saturday, you got Orlando. Monday, you have Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia coming in the team. Philadelphia is definitely one of the better teams in the league. Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, Al Horford, uh, all of those guys. That is going to be a tough game to win. However... They took care of Philadelphia last year. Like, they, they had some wins against Philadelphia. And the crazy thing is, out of these two games, I think that the game is that is more, more tough for them is the Orlando game. Because Orlando, for some reason, they always give the Hawks buckets, man. So, um, I don't know. And so, you have Philadelphia on Monday. And then you have a back-to-back on that Tuesday in Miami. I don't really like back-to-backs. I don't really like picking them on the back-to-back. So here's what I'm going to do. And then they're right back home on that Thursday to play Miami again and to play the Spurs on Tuesday. So here's what I definitely do know. I definitely, I'm not going to pick them to beat Philadelphia or San Antonio off top. (laughs) Off top, I'm not picking them to win one of them two games, both of them games. I don't think that, I think they'll probably split the Miami game. I think they'll lose the back-to-back. When they play them in Miami, I think they may get them when they come back on that Tuesday. I mean, that Thursday on the 31st. I will be at that game as a fan. Uh, Shout out to all of my folks at Future Foundation. Um, Did Draymond get hurt already? Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, um, okay. So, here we are. Um, I'm going to pick them to beat Orlando. I'm going to pick them to beat Miami on the 31st. And that's it. I think they go two and three in these next five games. So to recap, they win in Orlando. They lose in Philadelphia. I mean, they lose versus Philadelphia. They lose in Miami. They beat Miami when they come back and they lose to the Spurs. So next podcast, um, I think I probably have it between before November 5th, before they play the Spurs. But I'll keep you guys updated on uh, how we do that. So, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Hawks Beat Podcast. I thank you for checking us out. We are going to try to do this more and more often uh, this season with a lot more episodes. So make sure that you check us out. Make sure you're retweeting, resharing everything, and 
we have some partners that we're going to be showcasing in the month of November, and we want you to check those out as well. So thank you guys for checking us out. Make sure you're selecting us and following us on our social media platforms. And as always, we'll see you when we see you. Peace and love. Like we always do about this time. I was going to rip his heart out. I'm the best ever. I'm the most brutal and vicious and most ruthless champion there's ever been. There's no one can stop me. Lynx is a conqueror. No, I'm Alexander. He's no Alexander. I'm the best ever. There's never been anybody ruthless. I'm Sonny Liston. I'm Jack Dempsey. There's no one like me. I'm from Nairclaw. There's no one that can match me. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. And I'm just ferocious. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Praise be to Allah. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.